Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Keith the Kentucky, and you're tuned into another episode of So There's That, the podcast. Um, I got a lot to talk about. I had a little time. First and foremost, hey, how y'all doing? Damn, I just be jumping in, right? Because time be of the essence. I really don't have much time to spare. I just got lucky that I had like three days off from work because I came down with strep throat. So my folk is finally back in working condition. So, and there and there's some shit that's going on right now on social media that I really want to get to. But first, before I get into that, I wanted to update you guys on a few things. Let's talk about uh, a few things that have gone on, some very impactful things that have happened in the last, uh, since I last talked to you, all right? So um, when I want to open up the show to send all the love, condolences, the good energy, anything that I could, you know, like that's an intangible that I could give to Vanessa Bryant uh, and family and friends and so many people who are impacted by the death of Kobe Bryant. Oh my God. So I will let you know where I was at. It's like one of those stories where you kind of remember. I remember where I was at when Aaliyah died. I remember where I was at when Lisa Lopez died. And so many people get so bent out of shape about celebrity deaths and why do we care so much? It's because these people were like iconic figures to us in the pop culture world when we were growing up. Um, It's not nearly as in your face as it is now in current day, but even if you had basic television or a newspaper, you knew who Kobe Bryant was and the significance that he had in the um, NBA. Uh, the 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 time that he came in so young and he spent his entire like adulthood in there, and he just retired. You know what I'm saying? And so it, it is a big deal. It's a big deal for people to feel away about the death of this man. And this really has had a somber feeling over everybody since we found out about this. He passed away, Kobe Bean Bryant. He passed away January 6, 2020. And I had to serve duty. So I stay at this this place for 24 hours and I make sure all is calm and everybody's safe out here in these streets. So I was just chilling. I was on duty with this really uh, cool officer. And so we were like chatting it up and I get home from duty. I'm tired because you have to like stay up. You have a limited amount of time that you can sleep for that period. I go to sleep. I wake up around noon. Was it around noon? I think it was around 10. I didn't sleep long at all, really, um, because it was a Sunday and I had to prepare for the next day of work. So I woke up and, you know, I have a group chat and um, I keep in touch with those ladies every day of my life. Like they're my tribe. Shout out to the tribe. Y'all know exactly who you are. Gloria, Misha, Mildred, Joanna, Yami, Charlotte, all y'all like Tevis, um, all of my girlfriends. I talk to them every day. So um, I'm just chilling, it's a normal day. And my friend Misha, I believe, and Jasmine, I'm sorry. Jasmine, I love you. Um, And they're telling me that I get a a link from B. Scott, which is another blogger um, that's been out here on these YouTube streets and everything. Go, go look up the history. You should know about B Scott. But anyways, I find B Scott to be a very reliable source for the most part. So I'm looking in my group chat. 
I see this link. It says Kobe Bryant is, is dead. And I'm like, what? And I immediately go into the kitchen. I tell my husband, babe, have you heard? Like, what is going on? And he's like, what are you talking about? Um, and I guess it hadn't been, you know, really put out there. It was broke by TMZ. First and foremost, fuck TMZ. <laughs> and I'll get to that. But it was broke by TMZ. Very little uh, media outlets had this news. Um, but TMZ is the one that broke it. And so it was very limited. It wasn't really on cable TV at the time. It wasn't on ESPN. It wasn't on CNN. It wasn't on any news networks at that time. So my husband's looking at it like, this is a hoax, whatever, you know. And I'm like, no, let's look at the TV. Let's let's see what's going on. Like something's going on. This is crazy. So um, it took a while. I would say about 15, 20 minutes passed before I saw anything on TV. And then um, eventually I started seeing very... Um, they were talking about this helicopter crash, but they weren't really denoting anybody that was in this crash with um, anybody notable that was in the crash. So I'm seeing it, it's starting to add up, but they're not really being 100% about what the fuck going on. So eventually about maybe 15 minutes from that, the news came out, it was confirmed that Kobe Bryant had passed away in this helicopter crash. Um, My heart sank. Um, it just felt very unreal. Like I said, this is somebody I watched growing up. Um, and I'm not into sports whatsoever. It's just that figure. I know him. He went to prom with Brandy. He attempted a few things in the music world. Um, you, he was very well known. He seemed like a very likable person. And he, he had his controversies in his career as well. But um, I didn't really, I didn't believe that. And I'll get into that later too. And uh, yeah, but um, it, it just felt very surreal. It felt unreal and it was all over my timeline and I was very, very sad. sad. And, and the same night the Grammys comes on. I don't know if I wanna go too down deep into the Grammys, but the Grammys was kind of my saving grace after experiencing such a traumatic feeling Sunday. Again, Kobe Bryant, I don't know him. I've never met him. I wasn't a fan of the uh, of the Los Angeles Lakers who he played for for the majority of his career. I just was, I felt the way it, it was very reminiscent to the feeling that I had about Nipsey Hussle because I wasn't a very huge fan about him that I uh, of, of his music. I knew a lot about the things that he was doing in his community, uh, but hearing that news and then kind of almost being about a year later hearing about Kobe Bryant, it was just mind boggling. It was it was hard to take in, and I spent hours on ESPN, watching these grown men just shed tears. Everybody's finding out. And then I later came on to find out that TMZ broke the news essentially to Vanessa Bryant. And that, that's the reason why I say fuck TMZ. I give TMZ a bit of credit for the sake of about 96% of the shit that they put out to the atmosphere is accurate. Um, they usually get the word out first. And I think they really do give a fuck about being the first ones, but it impacted so many people 
for them to, to have done that, especially Vanessa. I just feel so sorry that that's the way that the news had to be broke to her, how the news had to be broke to his oldest daughter and the kids. I can't imagine as a mother and a wife, um, you know, scrolling on fucking social media or something like that and finding out about my husband and one of my kids, um, which we didn't even find out until later on. Um, I didn't even get into that, but he, his his daughter was in the helicopter with her along with seven other passengers, which the media was so, and this is my quick rant. I'm going on a, a tangent real quick. It's gonna lighten up guys. <laughs> just death has been really a sensitive topic to me. And uh, it just, so I think that's another reason why, you know, dealing with the passing of my mother and kind of hearing that it put me in a mood um, that I didn't expect to, to, to be in. And it was just a lot. <clears throat> the media fucking sucked this time around. Journalists were losing their fucking minds, reporting all sorts of things, saying that Rick Fox was possibly on the helicopter, that all of the kids and, the and his wife was on the helicopter. It was just a lot of, of non-facts being reported as truths and, and shame on all of the reporters and journalists that participated in that shit for the sake of being the first ones to drop the new hottest shit on the street for people to talk about. And it's not that, it's, it's, it's a death, it's somebody's life. It mattered uh, to a lot of people that you are, you, you, you should be in, embody <laughs> as a journalist responsibility for what you are reporting and releasing out to the public there should be some sensitive like sensitivity there um there should be a lot of care there and overall uh, what a lot of people have been saying as a refute to this uh, empathy it's just the fact that a person a person lost their life here and a lot of people cared about it and, and we were very, very, you know, all over the fucking place with how we provided this out to people to take in. And so shame on them. I really wanted to say that. Um, Kobe Bryant was an amazing man. He was an Oscar winner. He was award-winning basketball player. He was, uh, you know, uh, he wrote books. Um, he just seemed like a sweet guy and overall, there was a story that I uh, saw that went viral about a woman meeting him. I think a, a fellow, uh, like a, a journal journalist who met him and had a conversation with him. And she was pregnant at the time and was talking about, you know, how she was going to have a baby girl. And he was talking about, you know, just ranting and raving because he had nothing but, you know, girls. He had nothing but daughters. And he was really excited for her, for the fact that she was having a girl because he declared himself to be a girl dad. And there's so much significance and power in that, especially for anybody who claims to be a femi feminist or womanist, um, how Kobe uplifted his daughters and, uh, and spoke so great about them and how he loved on his wife. It was just, um, it's heartbreaking at the end of the day. It's very, very heartbreaking to, hear about the passing of Kobe Bryant. I look at pictures of him. He just looked like such a spirit. Again, I never met him before. I never been to a LA Lakers game. The officer that I went on duty with, um, I actually met him later on that week downstairs getting something to eat. And I was like, hey man, have you heard of him? He's a black officer. 
I was like, hey man, uh, did you hear about Kobe? Cause you know, when you start having those conversations, you kind of get to, you know, kid folks situation. You start kind of talking to each other like your family. And so I was like, man, you know, I'm like, did you hear about Kobe? We just had duty together. We we're just talking about all these great things about resiliency. Um, he was telling me a lot of great stories about people that pushed through things. And I thought that was kind of relevant to the conversations that we were having about Kobe Bryant, since that was a lot of what he emulated was just perseverance at the end of the day. And he was very upset. And it just so happened that he was just big fucking Lakers fan. And uh, he took his son, who was now a 20 something year old young man. And um, they went to a Lakers game. He showed me a picture of that. And, and that is the impact, guys. Um, there was um, a rant that I posted to my personal Facebook page, being in the military, um, there's such a, and I say this, mm, I said it on my page, I'm gonna say it here. I hate talking about us in front of company. Do y'all know how, like when you have a family setting and you, they said, don't be going home to school talking about this or that or whatever's going on. And some of the shit we could have been telling people about nonetheless um i refer to my military family as as family so i don't like talking about us in front of company company being civilians but there is something about when celebrity death happens um that the military in as a whole except for like the air force i think the air force really just be on they chill shit they don't be i don't hear a lot about the air force getting into no kind of shit shout out to y'all <laughs> but they just fucking lose their mind. And I think it's a big thing about the military wanting to be on this pedestal. I don't know what other motherfuckers joined for. I know what I joined for. I know the conditions that I came in and I enlisted under. I don't look for recognition. I, I come to work, I do my job. I know what my job entails. I know that if something crazy happens, then I could possibly be one of the people with my boots on the ground. I, I know what to expect. I know that war and battle essentially is my mission. And if it comes, then that's something that I have to deal and prepare myself with and prepare my family with. Death is almost synonymous with my job. It is not the prettiest part of my job, but I know the small print of what the fuck I do. So when I see people get all up in arms, mainly military folks, about the lack of recognition that dead soldiers, dead Marines, dead sailors get in the media, it blows my mind because we don't do it for that. As a matter of fact, we have two whole holidays that say, hey man, take the time out and think about these people that are mandated. You get a whole fucking day off to just sit there and think about these people. Um, I, I find it so awkward to be told, thank you for my service. <laughs> I do. And maybe I should be a little bit more cocky about it, but I don't feel I have to because I know what I do. I know what I contribute and I don't gotta, I don't, I don't gotta rub that in people's faces. And I think it's just in poor taste when y'all do shit like that. There was a, um, there was like a five, just, I don't know, 15 year old article that was going around that was circulating around shortly after, um, shortly after the, the passing, like hours 
after we found out that Kobe Bryant passed away, it was basically on the shit of, yeah, I know Kobe Bryant passed away, but check out these soldiers. They died for your country and you should be a long dissertation and a bunch of shit that people didn't care about because guess what the fuck? We, we talk about Kobe Bryant right now. And I had to check one of my friends because they made a post about how, um, oh, Kobe ain't do shit for me. So, you know, it sucks about what happened or whatever. You can always choose. There's always a choice to shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's always a choice. If, and, and it's that age old saying of, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say shit at all. And that same thing goes to, which it takes me right into this. Oprah, Gail, bitch. Like I never thought in my head, and, and I've been swirling the thoughts about, and let me check my time y'all, because you know, Anchor only gives me about a half an hour to record at a time. I feel like I've been talking for a while. Kind of segueing from the Kobe Bryant thing <laughs> to the pedestal thing. I don't know how I got here, but this is what I'm talking about. Kobe, um, as you were, take that back. Um, Gail King and Oprah Winfrey. I'm not, I'm not one of them people who like to say, because this was happening when Bill Bill Cosby shit was going on. When we saw all sorts of evidence about Bill Cosby being a creep, and everybody wanted to talk about Harvey Weinstein and saying, well, y'all ain't talking about him when he's doing this. Kind of the same thing that I was saying with like the military and the Kobe Bryant shit, but different. Well, this is as new as today. This has been circulating on Shade Room, Ball Alert, all, all this stuff y'all know that I usually tap into and I look at, look at right? Um, Gail King did an interview with, was it uh, Lisa Leslie, who was a player in the WNBA and asked her, her pretty much asked her her thoughts about Kobe Bryant despite of the controversy. The controversy being that he was accused of rape, he went to trial, the uh, the case was dismissed. Point blank period, wasn't charged, kept on living his life, went on to become, you know, this really successful man, multifaceted man. And the fact that this whole situation is even being brought up, Oh, it really racks my mind because it's not like this man has been out of the media for a while. He's been here for a while. He's he retired a few years ago and these things did not come up. <laughs> not to my knowledge anyways. I don't know if I wasn't paying attention, but you know, this man has been beloved for some time now. So now in the time of his death, I am totally confused as to why all these journalists specific to Gail King and, and why she would want to sit down and ask her question. I'm trying to look for this um, article. All this stuff that I want to talk about is is happening right before my eyes. And I'm going to get to it at the end. But I want to make sure there's some stuff that I really want to get with y'all about. It's way more lighthearted than this. Um, Gail King asked Lisa Leslie if Kobe Bryant's legacy is complicated due to his sexual assault charge. Bitch. Oh, my God. Like, Gail. I'm going to see if, I don't know if y'all going to be able to hear this good. Um, this is the first time I've tried this on the show, but let's see if y'all could hear this. Like that. I just never see, have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be, do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. I, that's just not the person that I know. But Lisa, you wouldn't see it though. 
as his friend, you wouldn't see it. And that's possible. Mm -hmm. I just, it's just, I just don't, I just don't believe that. And I'm not saying things didn't happen. I just don't believe that things didn't happen with force. Is it even a fair question to talk about it, considering he's, it's been said that his legacy, considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved, or is it really part of his history? I think that the media should be more respectful um, at this time, it, it's like if you had questions about it, you've had many years to ask him that. I don't think it's something that we should keep hanging over his legacy. I mean, he went to, it went to trial. Yeah, it was a case, it was dismissed because the victim in the case refused to testify. So it was dismissed. And I think that- I'm gonna stop it there. Gail King, you, huh. Shout out to Lisa Leslie for handling that interview with class. Um, for these people that have to sit in these interviews and talk about people that they knew personally and have to rehash old things and talk about these, these traumas and things that they've endured in their career. I'm totally with Lisa Leslie where I don't believe that anything that happened, I totally believe Kobe Bryant cheated on his wife. Um, I do not believe that he raped that woman. I didn't as a young girl even feel like that was the case in that matter. And for Gail to even be sitting in a chair asking Lisa Leslie these questions and then having the nerve to ask if, uh, what did she say? Let me go back. She said, is it even fair question to ask um, considering he's no longer with us? Bitch, you don't want to ask me the fucking questions. Like the fuck? I just think that Gail King and Oprah Winfrey specifically, they do go out of their way to just really beat the dead horse when it comes to black men and women. And um, Ari Lennox went on a rant today because everybody's peeping this shit. And it's, it's getting to a point of ridiculousness. Um, there are some things that I kind of, I feel like, okay, so uh, who is it? Russell Simmons? It's a touch of ghost situation. I don't know. I don't know. He's really weird. I don't know that though. He ain't been charged with nothing. Name for me. I ain't no judge out here in these streets. So I just, I ain't go to law school. You know what I'm saying? But she, it's the questionable thing is that she does sit up and kiss and 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 hug and befriend people who are doing the same thing. But she doesn't exert that same energy to them or making documentaries about them. Like the fact that she even came for Michael Jackson, dog. Like, and then the fact that they had to like pretty much, what did they have to do? They had to like, like pretty much back back on that documentary about Michael Jackson because it was too many, too many things that were found to be untruths. You know what I'm saying? I just, I'm so disappointed in them these senile old ladies for trying to do that. And, and it's so fresh still to be sitting down with people and asking them about Kobe Bryant and his rape case. I just feel that I am just, I wish they would sit down somewhere. I wish they would quit. I wish they would find something else to, uh, to, to focus their attention on. I think they should give Vanessa that fucking privacy that she 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 gracefully fucking asked for 
Um, she gave motherfuckers time to talk about the fuck she got on Instagram. She said, hey, y'all, can I have a little itty bitty little bit of fucking privacy? Because I didn't even go into it in depth when I was talking about Kobe Bryant, but he lost his daughter as well. Gigi, Gianna Bryant, right? Um, that is just the hardest thing to ever imagine. And so for people to be trying to tear this man's character down after his death, he's not here to defend himself. And Vanessa is enduring not only his death, but a, a death of a child is unimaginable. It's sickening that people are even fucking trying to poke the bear with this shit. I wish that she was able to fucking sue TMZ and all these other motherfuckers, but I know that's not how the legal system works. I was talking about that around one of my, uh, one of the Marines that are, uh, that's in legal. And I said something about it and I was like, she should sue them. He was like, I don't think she could sue them. And I was like, you, you sure? I mean, you could sue for anything in civil court. Take the, I would, I would be petty to do that. Because you just you're just not gonna do me wrong like this. You're gonna let me have my space and my privacy and my time to myself to think about something that happened literally January 26th is fucking February 5th today. Give me time, give her time. It's just it's just the fair fucking thing to do. Um I think I'm gonna go ahead and close out this segment. Oh, with five minutes to spare. I've been talking for 25 minutes, y'all. Lord Jesus. I do want to, again, um, it was so hard this past week watching all these big, strong, beautiful black men on ESPN just crying their eyes out about Kobe Bryant. He really meant a lot to a lot of different people. Um, just seeing the tributes that I've seen on Instagram. Shout out to one of my old friends, Piggy, who was able to create, like he's an artist and he created this really beautiful mural for one of his friends. And I just think that it, the way that people are going about showing their love for him and, and you know, doing posts and creating these programs and all that is this the love we have. These people that are in pop culture, are in sports industries, that are actresses, actors, they mean something, they contribute something to us. They take our minds off of the daily shit that is going on all the fucking time. And, and that is appreciative to us. They're our entertainment. They put their lives on a pedestal. Unfortunately, they make, they, they have a magnifying glass on them. And then, you know, it's, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Oh my God, what the rant I have. We have more mess coming up. So if you just want to stand by. Also, by the way, if that recording came out whack, I promise not to never do that again, but we're going to listen to it and make sure it sounds okay. I'll be right back with more mess. Again, thank you so much for all your contributions, Kobe. Um, I'll be making sure to throw, you know, in my administrative world, you know, ball up that piece of paper on every other basis and make sure I shoot Kobe. Is that how you do it? Kobe, y'all know I don't play no goddamn sports. I'm gonna do my best, Kobe, for you, for you. All right, I'll be right back. All right, y'all, I'm back. I told you we was gonna get into the mess. <laughs> We're gonna get into the mess. There's a lot of mess that happened since we last talked, so bring it around town and we're gonna, um, kind of do a speed round of just the craziness as I do from time to time in here when I don't want to keep you guys here over an hour, which I'm already about a half an hour in. So let's make this quick because there's some shit that's currently happening on Twitter with Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill. 
And I really want to get into that. But first, Meg, what are you doing? <laughs> first and foremost, I just want, I'm going to give y'all the news and then I'm going to tell y'all and then I'm going to apologize for my initial thoughts. Okay. So Meg the Stallion, we love her. She's got bionic knees. She's really killing it. I know she's about to give us some more fucking heat in 2020. Um, was, you know, I, I slightly praised her on the last episode because her and the baby are just like killing it. And I just think that they're gonna continue to kill it throughout 2020. Anyways, we know our girl Megan, right? Megan is having fun. She just broke up with Moneybag Yo. I believe that, and I've said this multiple times before on social media, but he looks like one of the characters from Ed, Ed and Eddie. He looks like a bum. Um, but she was seen out and about with G-Eazy. They were having a great time at some nightclub. And then we saw some Instagram story videos where G-Eazy was like licking the Fenty Beauty straight off her cheek. It was a very awkward situation for me. I saw that video very early in the morning. I was a little confused. I was a little here for it. But essentially at the end of the day, I was like, I just don't want my girl Meg to be on the shit. Um, g Easy is a slightly attractive white male and he has a lot of hits. Y'all might know him for, um, what is that one song? He had it with Cardi B. If I hit it one time, I'm a piper. If I hit it two times, I'm a wiper. If I hit, it's a bop, it's a bop. I give it to him. I'm a fucking fire. That one. Okay, so now that I got y'all knowing who g Easy is, this is the white dude that was with Cardi B and he also had another song. I'm not sure about it. I think he had a song with Nicki Minaj too. Anyways, I think we all know who he is. If y'all don't know who he is, go to the shade room, go to Barlow Alert, go to Neighborhood Talk. I'm sure you will find a video of it where everybody is all in agreement of the confusion because people didn't know what was going on. Is this a couple thing? Is this, uh, you know, Megan chilling? What's going on? At the end of the day, I, I went on my Instagram story and I was talking about, it. I didn't want her to be on the shit. g Easy has a history and he used to be with uh, the singer Halsey. I can't name to you any of her songs. I just know that she's a really pretty girl, beautiful gowns, you know what I'm saying? But she's extremely popular on the pop side of the music house. Um, but he was known to be abusive and he was also known to be a snorter. Like he was really on that coke and shit. So I was immediately um, kind of worried because I just know that my girl Megan is a college scholar. She's a student. She's out here doing her thing. She's giving us bars. She's giving us looks and she's giving us ass. And I don't want nothing or nobody to stand upon those things. That's it. Like, so I was a little stressed. I was coming down to the fact, the thing about it. Then I realized you is too invested, Keeper. <laughs> she just having fun. I have to keep reminding myself that this girl is like under 25. She's a college student at the end of the day. And she's flirtatious. It really kind of brought me to this notion that I'm telling you guys right now about her just having fun. When I started reading comments, because a lot of people were saying, oh, she's doing this shit for clout. Oh, she's being a hoe. Uh, or she sleep with everybody. And I just don't think that's the case, nor do I think that people should, 
you know, you know, put their insecurities about how to fuck they maneuver in life on Meg Thee Stallion. She's not here to be anybody's role model. She's here to have fun. She's new to the industry. She got new money. You know what I'm saying? She's doing her thing. She's allowed to flirt, dance. She's allowed to be with Ty, uh, Trey Songz one day, g Easy the next day, Wiz Khalifa the next day. If she wants to, it's none of my business, but I be talking on the podcast, so I be wanting to be invested, so... But I was just had to say it has been confirmed that she said she ain't fucking with this dude. She's just having a good time. She and she's allowed to. She's a hardworking woman. And shit, somebody need to be rubbing on them knees every night. If she want to get a different set of hands to rub on the knees and rub on the booty, I'm not mad at that. That sounds like a great gig. It sounds like something I've signed up for. I'm not mad at it. So I just wanted to end it on that note. Um let me go to my shout out to Gloria. Gloria, you know who you are, my glow. My glow. <laughs> she helps me out. I've said this time and time before, but I always make sure I shout her out. Uh, she helps me get my notes together for the podcast because when I get super busy, like I really am in life right now, <laughs> she gets my notes together and then she just gives me speaking points to kind of just hit on when I'm doing these podcasts on the on the fly and I haven't had time to write notes because I really hate when I don't write anything down and I'm just like stuttering all over the place I feel like I've gotten a little better with that I appreciate y'all for watching me elevate out here in these streets on this podcast thing so the next thing I, I actually did a TikTok video. You can feel free to follow me on TikTok if you want. I'm not asking anybody to do that. It's also my, on my page. I think I'm going to put it on the Keith the K Kentucky page. Do not feel like you got to subscribe to nothing that I fucking do. But listen, I did a scene from a movie called A Fall From Grace. Tyler Perry... I'm gonna keep this quick because I feel like I go go on a rant. He released a, um, a movie like two weeks ago on Netflix. Netflix and gave this motherfucker some movie. He said, I'm just gonna put uh, for a movie. And he said, I'm just gonna put this shit together in five days. We're gonna do this shit in five days. And we just gonna go get the Clarence Racks wigs, okay? Um, males included. Um, do not get no expensive shit. Like, it's gotta be. Six, it can't even be $60. It got to be in the fucking center rack of the wig store in the plastic bag. Do not get the nothing that's in a box. I'm telling you, right? I can hear Tyler Perry saying this shit. And y'all know if y'all been to beauty salons that they got a center rack and it's a fucking metal rack and they throw all them old grandma ass wigs in there. You can get one for like $7, Um. And he took them motherfuckers, took the script that he writes. He writes 5,000 scripts a year, apparently. He don't have a writing team. He uh, bigs himself up for that for some reason. And um, then he was like, yo, Felicia Rashad of Cicely Tyson. Hey, y'all, I know y'all ain't got shit going on right now. Maybe y'all do, but I do need y'all to be in this movie real quick. How dare you do Claire Huxtable in the way that you did it? So... This movie is about this middle-aged woman who's out of this relationship with this man, this marriage, and her best friend's hyping her up. Like, girl, you need to get out of this uh, house. You need to go do something. You need to just go, you know, get you some young meat. You're also, I'm probably going to be all over the place. And this summary is probably going to be really fucked up. So don't trust my word. And so she ended up doing she ended up getting with this man first and foremost they showed this woman jumping off the house i put this shit together 
also damn spoiler alert hello spoiler alert guys if you ain't seen this shit yet <laughs> they showed this old lady jumping off the house you can skip maybe like the next 10 minutes i promise i'll be done she jumped off the house and i was like oh tyler perry about to be on his shit dog what the fuck so the lady then got out of a relationship she go find this man she found him at an art gallery dog they went to the diner or whatever her friend hyping her up on the side, like, yeah, you need to go fuck with that nigga, cause, ah, <laughs> ah, you know, ah. And, um, yeah, she ended up getting with him. It was a whirlwind romance. I guess he was an art dealer or some shit. <laughs> Took her to the diner. They was having glasses of wine at the diner at the Denny's. <laughs> Boy, listen, the dudes in the back drinking air eating fake food uh, lady didn't got her oh, okay wait a minute let me back up so i'm just about to tell y'all everything wrong with the movie and still tell you what the movie's about so this lady basically is in jail giving you the monologue of her life about how she ended up you want to know how i got here this is how i got here because i was messing with this young motherfucker and then he got me caught up in some shit got me fired from my job he got me uh you know I'm broke, he live in my house, smoking in my house and shit. And she's telling this lawyer who apparently got her degree from a community college. Huh. Oh my gosh. Um, it was really weird. We found out basically uh, that this dude was doing her wrong. We didn't know why. So she went and took a, a bat upside of his head. And she's like, I'm about sick of your shit. And she thought she had killed him, but she did not kill him. And the lawyer was fucking up. She wanted to uh, bring people. I look, I'm all over. Go watch that damn movie. It was horrible. That's all I got to say. Because if I continue to talk about this, I'm going to be talking for more than an hour about Tyler Perry and this horrible fucking movie. A lot of people on my timeline was like, this movie was good. Just the wigs was bad. No, 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 no. I'm not going to let y'all sit up here and disgrace black cinema like this like we don't have good movies we got good fucking movies and we deserve better from tyler perry he does have his audience and, and i'm not going to judge him or his audience base because listen I, I as soon as i saw a tyler perry movie i just watched a Medea movie today i watched the funeral movie but i don't be watching tyler perry movies for the same reason y'all be watching tyler perry movies i be watching them because i know i'm gonna laugh it could be about the worst shit ever. Motherfuckers get AIDS in Tyler Perry movies. I be laughing my ass off, I don't watch it for the same reason. I don't expect to take nothing away from this shit. I know I'm gonna laugh. And that's what I did with A Fall From Grace. I am so mad he misused Felicia Rashad like this. How he did my poor Claire Huxtable like this. And for the first time in history, made her a villain. God damn, I was mad. I was like, oh. But I was more mad because I knew exactly what was happening. I shit you not 28 minutes into the fucking movie. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this shit in. I'm gonna just keep watching. It just got more horrible and more horrible. And I was like, whoa, this is I end. This is how this shit end. Okay, cool. Apparently it was based on a real story. I'm not. <sighs> I just don't know. Tyler Perry definitely needs people in his writer's room. Tyler Perry definitely needs to employ people to help him out with ideas to 
keep him in the know about what is going on in current day because his references are like his aunties and his granny and is very dated. And if he expects to continue longevity, I'm not sure if he knows this, but his fan pace is getting very old and he might want to start trying to dibble and dabble into like people my age, like the 30 somethings. Cause right now, Tyler, girl, we peep your shit. And we not really watching for the reasons you think people is watching for. We watching the laugh. We were watching the laugh and we watching the tweet that shit from into the black Twitter. You heard me? I'm really trying to help you out. I know that there is a boastfulness about creating your own art. Trust me, I am like that when it comes to my podcast. I'm very scared about letting other people on my show. Isn't that weird? It's weird. And it's not because it's my show. It's because I don't know how I'm going to interact with them. And so maybe that's a big thing about Tyler. But Tyler, dog, don't you want to sit back and relax? You've got all these millions. You've got your own billion dollar studio and shit. Don't you want to reap the benefits of the things that you produce? Because if I get to that point, oh my God, I'm, I'm employing all the Negroes. Come help me out. I won't do this for the rest of my life. I won't be sitting here with pens and papers and typing in freaking carpal tunnel tunnel because I can't delegate the work out to other people who have the talent and the mindset and the ability to catch the people's eyes and not only that but keep them intrigued and 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 feed that appetite for what they want which is great black actors looks wigs storylines um those don't that don't always exude black stereotypes and shit like Tyler just come on help us out we want to help you we really proud of you but Jesus please please moving on that was my Tyler parent the movie's horrible but it's funny just watch it I'm not telling you not to watch it I, I did a TikTok I, I said I did a TikTok right so earlier and, and there's a scene from the movie that's hilarious I'll put it on the page just look at it. You don't got to go on my TikTok. I'm going to put it on the Keep the Kentucky page. I'm going to put it on my So There's That uh, Instagram page so y'all can see it. It's not no, that's not necessarily me. I actually think I'm going to take a clip from the movie and then put my clip next to it so y'all can see because it's ridiculous. And I think everybody deserves to see it. So <laughs> shout out to Safari and Erica for having their baby. I, um, I, I'm not mad at this couple. I'm actually here for them. I, I love... Safari, I know he's corny and people don't like him because, you know, they fuck with the queen or y'all's queen. <laughs> she ain't mine. Thank you. And uh, y'all like him. Y'all dislike him for no reason. Erica Mina, uh, I didn't really like her until she associated herself with Safari. I think Safari brought out a softness in Erica that we've been needing to see. Um, and I like them. I like them together. They, you know, got married on the show. They had a baby. And congratulations to Safari and Erica Mena on the birth of their baby girl. Congratulations to y'all. It's Black History Month. We black as fuck over here at first. I, I did not get a chance to say that at the beginning of the episode. Um, so y'all might hear a lot of, you know, black shit going on. I just had to say that. Moving on to the next subject. I was going to talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. 
but they played me these last two weeks they ain't even showed us an episode what do i even have to talk about real housewives of atlanta we gonna move uh, i'm about sick and tired of seeing nene's titties i follow you on instagram i i they are big round beautiful titties but i'm a i'm like about sick of seeing them and hmm uh, let's do a prayer request really quickly for Kenya Moore, who I believe is still trying to hold on to that relationship with Mark Daly. And uh, he don't want her. I think she's trying to put it in the media like he want her. And mm, I don't I don't think so. I think it's the other way around. And I just really want her to sit back and focus on, you know, raising that beautiful baby named Brooklyn Daly. She's a beautiful kid, uh, but Mark don't want you. I don't think he ever wanted you. I think the way that y'all's love and relationship is displayed on the show is just horrible. I would never came back to the show if I was gonna get embarrassed like that. <laughs> you should have kept him in the room where he was at the season before he left. Cause woo. So that's a little bit. Thanks, Gloria. <laughs> that's a little bit I want to talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Are y'all ready to see um, the photograph? I'm going to be the one person y'all probably ever hear say this. I'm not really looking forward to it. I'll see it when I see it. I am a fan of Lakeith Stanfield and Issa Rae, but something about that movie just feels like most of the, the movie is in the trailer. So... I just don't, I don't have the interest to see. I want to see it for the sake of supporting black film. So I'm going to go see it, but I'm not, not super excited. I feel like I saw most of the plot and what it's about in the trailer. And therefore I just don't feel, I'm more excited to see and it's horrible enough, not on the fifth day of Black History Month, right? There's another movie that Issa Rae is going to be in with, it's another, it's a person of color, but it's not a black man. And it's like an Indian man, I think. And this like this, it seems like a funny love story. And they end up getting like, it's like a funny version of Queen and Slim, I think, because they get, well, not as heavy, of course, but, but they get like, uh, they get blamed for somebody's murder. It's, it's a, it's a, I wish I knew the number, uh, the name of the movie, but I don't, uh, because that's me who didn't take the note, but I did see the trailer for it. It looks funny. I want to see that. It wasn't a lot of the trailer in the, it wasn't a lot of movie in the trailer. So I'm kind of excited to say that. So, okay, y'all, cause I really want to get to this. I really want to get to this. I was really trying to do a speed round, come up on probably the last 10 minutes of what I'm going to be talking about. And I really want to talk about Neek. Neek. Maybe that could have been their name, but no. Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill. And this is going to be all over the place because it is breaking. It's happening right now. So a few weeks ago, Nicki Minaj, I know she got her husband, dude or whatever. Even the damn unicorns what do they call themselves the uh barbie squad the uh the barbs there we go the barbs even they don't fuck with that dude so i don't feel no kind of ways about talking about the rapist that she so happily took his hand in marriage um because facts are facts and um you know cases are like public knowledge <laughs> and apparently apparently the, the dude is on some rapist pedophilia type shit like that he went to jail for it and she defends him um by the way you know has nothing to do with this but her, her brother was uh sent to jail as well i think it was the case was closed and uh he's going to jail for a period periodically long time 
so yeah so yeah so let me go on to one of my new faves <laughs> the neighborhood talk they got her to she was she was with her husband get on topic here she was with her husband shopping i think it was right before the super what was it the super bowl the grammys one of them it was before an event and uh, it was the Grammys because it was like, I think it was, was it the same day that Kobe Bryant died? I'm not sure. Meek Mill was in the store, y'all. And there was some back and forth and there's some yelling and Kenneth Petty, which is her husband's name, you know, kind of, you know, you know, bucked up on Meek Mill in the store. And apparently Meek Mill had an entourage of dudes and there was accusations that he was planning on jumping this dude. I just don't think, I've talked mad shit about Meek Mill in the past before, but I don't think he gave a shit today. Like, I don't think that he cared. Apparently the story is he walked up to try to squash beef with Nicki Minaj. was like, yo, you know, it's all good, you know, sorry. I don't believe that he should have walked up to them. I think he should have minded his black ass business in the jewelry store, kept perusing and maybe even dipped, you know what I'm saying? But there was no winning or losing when it comes to seeing your ex or in their significant other in a store, especially when you've been talking about them. You're either going to confront the situation or you're going to run away. And then me knowing exactly who the fuck Nicki Minaj is in my heart, um, she was going to talk about that shit anyway. So if Meek would have walked up to them and said, you know what, I was fucking up. I don't even know why I was even talking like that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all trying to squash this shit or what? If he did that, or if he would have walked immediately out, she would have fucking posted some shit about it, some kind of sub thing. And it still would have been a big deal. And Meek would have been seen as a bitch either way, because that is the way the barbs roll. They're gonna categorize this guy. Real motherfuckers know that, you know, Meek Mill, he's had his things, but for the most part, he seems like, you know, he's a high guy, whatever. He has his questionable ways. They both ain't shit when it comes to the day, but I just don't like Nicki more than I like Meek at this point. And it used to be very backwards. Like I didn't, I didn't see Nikki and Meek being a thing. I was very confused about that relationship for a long time. I was just like, what are you doing, Nikki? Like, especially after leaving Safari, like I was just like, that was your come up. Like I get it, but I don't get it. Anyways, moving on. So now on the Twitter streets are going back and forth. There's a lot of things and I just feel like Nikki still cares. So let me talk, let me talk. She's posted on her Insta story. And I would just like to firstly say, if I'm with you and we in a whole ass newly wedded marriage or whatever, and you posting about your ex on your Insta story, me and you, as in me and my husband, a significant other, we got beef. Like, I just don't, uh, can you stop? Don't do that. So she's posting a bunch of pictures of Meek Mill because I think she had caught wind that he had liked something on Instagram, you could see what people like on Instagram. He had liked something uh, about her ex or her husband, Kenneth Petty. And so that caused her to go on a rant and fill her Insta story up with pictures of Meek Mill putting clown emojis over his face. She said, you a clown, you do it for likes, Twitter fingers, beat women and scared of men. So now there's mad accusations flying around about Meek Mill being a, um, a woman beater. Not sure if I believe that. Um, I'm reading the the latest tweets that I see that Nicki Minaj is going on a tangent about. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers, which is a line from Drake's back to back. Is it back to back? Yeah. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Uh, you get embodied by a single nigga. Yeah. Um, bad built face ass obsessed, obsessed with the queen. 
Um, so she's going around liking and retweeting. He wasn't on shit in the store though, like Ken said, pussy ass nigga. Meek Mill got a whole child on the way, but he over liking pics about another man. That nigga reeks of pussy. Oh my god. Period, sis. Period. Okay. All right. I'm catching y'all up. Nigga been tweeting about my man for a year now, talking about he wanted to be on my page to see him, but he was blocked. My nigga, move on. I know, bitch, your bitch embarrassed. Shitted yourself in that store when you got pressed, though. And then, Mr. Mikius of Mills says, the only way you can kill my career is to say that I beat women. Talk about your brother convicted of rape and you know, and you been new and paid for his lawyer. Your brother touched, your little brother touched that little girl too. You know, I know you want me to crash with your boyfriend and I won't. You said, uh, oh Lord, this man, oh Lord. It just take a, a slight minute before you press send. See, just spell check work. You said you willing to crash your man because you losing out and everybody in the industry know you a bad person. You been known that your brother is raping that little girl. That's why I got away from you. Huh? These motherfuckers is wildin'. And I just think, oh, there's more. You beat your own sister and tape it. This is coming from Nikki. Spit on her, taped it. Kicked me in front of your mother and sent her to the hospital. Sucking Drake's dick made you feel tough again. Move on. Oh, God. Imagine talking about alleged rape of a child to hurt someone who wasn't involved just so people could dislike me. You can never stand on your own. You won't tell people the mother is on your tape asking me for 20 million to charge for the charge to go away. You was around, you know, see you soon. I don't know. It's just a lot of back and forth with these guys. I think they still love each other, <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, because how are you gonna be in a whole new marriage talking about your ex on public record and filling your Insta story with these pictures of your ex. I just, I don't know if I will be here for that personally. It's just a lot of, it looks, sounds like a lot of animosity and stuff that just was not resolved in the breakup. And now that I'm reading it, like this is boring. <laughs> this is super boring. Like, huh. And then what does Meek say? Meek says, my girl is with me pregnant watching me tweet about my ex is very clownish. I'm an exit. Duh. Apparently, Meek Mill is with his, uh, has some girl fiance or something. She's pregnant. And yes, they're both in relationships with different people on the internet talking about their exes. So I'm really actually mad that I spent the last five minutes giving you guys this. I feel like such a, such a, a horrible way to end the episode. <laughs> This was horrible. Why don't you guys just kiss and make up already? I don't understand it. The fact that they went back and forth and did all these wild accusations towards each other. She said that he beat women. He beat his mama. He beat her up. He beat his sister. And then him bringing up the child rape case with her brother, Kalani. Uh, is this, ooh, what's his name? It's not Kalani. Kalani's the singer. <laughs> I'm tired. Who, what his name? What is his name? Yep, one of y'all gonna tell me. Um, but um, I'm actually mad that I was super excited to give y'all the back brief on this. But I guarantee you, even if my recap wasn't good, Nicki Minaj is definitely gonna jump her fat ass on Queen Radio and give us the scoop, at least 
from her point of view. I don't know what Meek Mill is going to do, but I suggest since he has a pregnant girlfriend at home that he probably just lay low for a little bit because she is probably pissed to the highest level of passivity right now because why? What you doing? Why you doing that? Get off the, get off the internet. Like, sit your ass down. Why are you talking to Nicki Minaj? That's so, what was that, three years ago? She didn't been through Nas and, and, you know, all sorts of other things. And you too, you know what I'm saying? You, you didn't linked up with Jay-Z. You got these big, wonderful, great things. People actually look at you. You look like you wear Carmax on your lips. I mean, just, you know, everybody just simmer down. Y'all, uh, y'all some late thirties type of motherfuckers. Just, just everybody just chill out, especially you Nicki Minaj. Um, focus on focus on recording on music coming out of retirement tapping into that 401k you said you was gonna do I don't know like <laughs> leave us alone though like I don't know and I don't know why she got so triggered by seeing him like a, a picture on Instagram but it is what it is I sat here and ran up a whole half an hour I told you I was gonna try I did my best I did end at 30 minutes so, so we're gonna come back when close out the show and don't make it do what it do baby be right back All right, y'all, I'm back and this is the close of the show. I'm sorry we ended on a mediocre note. Uh, I didn't really, I thought it was gonna be better than that. I thought it was gonna be way spicier than what I started reading off to y'all. And that is the benefit of having notes before doing this show, because I thought it was really gonna be some good, like last note type things to leave y'all with, because I thought it was really gonna get crazy. I mean, it was a lot of good stuff, but I just feel like it was just a lot of feelings all over the place when it came to Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill. And I think they could have kept that to themselves. Somebody need to call Ayala in the room so they can mediate and just get whatever's off their chest so they can move on and be happy in their new relationships with their other significant others and um, just be blessed, to be at peace. You know what I'm saying? Word of the week is let's all have a seat and let's be at peace and let's just be blessed <laughs> and let's just move on because the things that they was writing and raving about and for the reasons they were it just seems like it's so much other stuff that they didn't work out before they broke up with each other that just whenever they see each other they just hate each other now i don't know uh, i actually wanted to come back because the last episode i was shouting out one of my friends who is uh, entrepreneur she has her own baking business and I totally screwed up um the name of her um her business and it's called Cynthia De uh, Cynthia's Delights and she has a bakery and she is out in I probably should have been prepared again but at least I know what the name is so I can find it on Facebook before I get out of here so that I can you know properly probably just, you know, shout her out like I meant to do. Cynthia's Delights, and she is based in Hartford, Connecticut. I was so off. I said something like California or something like that. Anyway, her, her sweets look really good. I actually uh, reached out to her. My son just had a birthday last month, but it's, it would have been hard for her to ship something out here. But, you know, my, my son had a good birthday after all and a very nice, delicious cake. And, um, that we was able to eat and but her cakes look beautiful and i really wanted something super cute like that but it just wasn't gonna work out um 
So check out our business. If you're anywhere in the Connecticut area, you know, hype her up, get her together. Also, my friend, if you are on Facebook, make sure you follow. Let me find her page. Fabulously Flawed and Trying. It is one of my friends who I love dearly. And I was stationed out in 29 Palms like uh, 11, 12 years ago. And she is actually a spouse of one of the guys that I used to work with. And um, it's a very weird thing kind of befriending spouses of Marines. And so um, she was the first like spouse that I been friends with for years now super cool laid back uh she does not take on her husband's rank she could sit back and drink with the best of them and she's super cool and she was a little bit older than me and so she was able to give me a lot of advice so she's on this journey right now of uh you know finding herself and finding her place in this world and she has this personal blog that she has on Facebook. And then she has her own website that she uses, which is uh, fabulouslyflawedandtrying.wordpress.com where she updates that uh, regularly. And so I encourage you guys to go on there and like that page. And also, um, you know, leave a comment, um, comment on our stuff from time to time. Show us some love. I'm trying to think of anybody else that I'd like to shout out. Before I get out of here, um, I think that's it. I think I have to start writing down names and stuff and making sure that uh, I have them prepared for the episode. But I never know when I'm going to sit down and record. It's just when I have a quiet moment. and uh, It's just it's just a lot of stuff that I feel like I have to get in the zone to do when I sit down to record. So um, I do have to make sure I just get a list. If you're listening right now and if you want anybody to be shout out, or if you have a small business or entrepreneurship or a page, if you are requesting follows or like or support in any sort of aspect or whatever, send them to me on my Facebook page at Keith of Kentucky. I will never be able to get that name changed from my name to my podcast name. Facebook would not allow me to do that for any reason. So you can find me on there at Keep the Kentucky. You can DM that page and I will make sure to include that in the next episode. I just want to close out the episode. Love and light. You know, it's been a very crazy last week for a lot of people, a lot of people in their feelings and emotions are kind of everywhere and people are kind of dealing with loss or feeling grief, like feeling the feelings of loss, even though it's nobody personal to them, like kind of how I was feeling for a little bit. Um, I didn't know who Kobe Bryant was, you know what I'm saying? But uh, just death is a sensitive topic right now for me. And I know for a lot of people, um, there's a few of my friends that I've just seen that have been losing their parents. And it's just, um, it's it's sad to hear about, especially, um, you don't know how to, especially just because you dealt with it doesn't mean that you have the right words for people. Um, So I'm sending my love to, to all my friends who are here, right now dealing with loss it's it's a hard thing it's a day-by-day thing it's something that just pops in your head at random you could be having the best time of your life and that thought happens and it's um it's just something you got you got to find a way to maneuver through it i don't think it ever probably goes away but you just find ways to deal with it and include that in your life and and know that and turn it maybe from something a negative feeling to a positive feeling maybe feeling like the spirit of who you lost is with you 
So I know it's been a heavy week for everybody dealing with Kobe Bryant, not so much dealing with him, but just the thoughts of death and the conversations surrounding his legacy and people trying to tarnish that. Um, so take care of yourselves. Um, take care of yourselves, loves on, loving yourselves. And um, whenever I have time, I'm gonna stop promising y'all next week, two weeks, whenever is best. You know what I'm saying? That's my self-care. I'm gonna stop making promises like I'm gonna be here next week. Hopefully I am, but um, I will catch y'all on the next episode of So There's That. Thank you so much for your listenership and I will see y'all on the next episode. <laughs>